0: Hi, this is Dr. Mini Malhotra and welcome to The Better Prescription. As a physician, I've always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care of your health away from the prescriptions and procedures. And this podcast is a tool that will help and guide you to a natural root cause approach. We can not only prevent disease, but also reverse them if not too advanced. This podcast is not a replacement for Medical advice, if you are looking for medical advice, seek a licensed medical practitioner. If you're looking for functional medicine practitioner, go to ifm.org and find a practitioner close to you. If you want more information about us, you can visit our website, anchorwellnesscenter.com. Now, today I'm going to talk to you about a very, very common topic, but very little understood and in the conventional word people just look at a couple of numbers and then you know people are put on prescriptions and that is your cholesterol. So what is your cholesterol? Because of the unique history relating to cholesterol you know deposits and blockages of the blood vessels that is atherosclerosis there is a lot of research on lipids or fats and lipoproteins which is a combination of fat and protein in relation to the ability to cause or predict the risk of a cardiovascular event. And these risk relationship has created perception that some of these particles, for example, the LDL or uh, low-density lipoprotein or the constituents like LDL-like cholesterol are bad, while other particles are good like HDL or HDL-like Cholesterol. So, this common oversimplification, it actually sometimes ignores many important mechanisms of the physiology that control the lipid metabolism or the breakdown of the lipids and many of which regulate the, uh, you know, interchange of lipoprotein constituents from one type of particle to the other. So I hope this will help you to understand that lipids are very vital for proper function of each cell. So the fat-free products and all that came into the market when those studies was done by Ansel Key and all actually are not the best products to use because you need some fats in your diet. Whether as structural components of cells or, you know, organelle membranes, like, you know, so they could be the cell membrane or they could be inside your cell. And they are efficient and are as efficient energy forms like triglycerides, free fatty acids, or they could be precursors for steroid components like cholesterol, or they could be a precursor for signaling molecules. So lipid metabolism is indispensable for proper cell function. So if you understand this, that you do need lipids or fats for proper cell function. Unlike most other vital cellular components and nutrients lipids are hydrophobic that means they reject water they are not soluble in water so they are insoluble within the aqueous environment of the blood and it poses a unique problem for the digestion absorption and transport throughout the body. The solution to the problem of moving this hydrophobic compound within a aqueous or a water-based environment is use of non-cellular macromolecule structure called as lipoproteins. So to transport the fats in your blood you need these lipoproteins. So these are a group of macromolecular complexes that serve a unique function to deliver your lipids nearly all the tissues of your body and other functions, though other functions have also been discovered for them. Overall, the lipoprotein metabolism can be divided into two functional categories and those that are designed to transport triglycerides and free fatty acids and those that are designed to transport and recycle cholesterol. So there are two different pathways where you produce this cholesterol or the transport of lipids. First is the endogenous or the liver pathway through the liver and the other is your exogenous of that comes from outside that's the diet and the gut and the gut pathway and this triglycerides uh, which are another bad cholesterol said to be is transported through both these pathways and while the LDL and HDL is only transported and recycled through the endogenous or through the liver. So, you have to understand that when you get a lipid test, like you get a cholesterol testing done, which is done, you know, in your physical to screen you for high cholesterol, they check only a few numbers like your total cholesterol, LDL, they check your HDL, triglycerides, and then they give you a ratio, right? It may not be enough for most people because 50% of the people you know who, who have high cholesterol or who have normal cholesterol still get a cardiac event so there should be something there must be something that is deeper and it could be you know there could be some genetic relationships too like the APOE gene which is most studied you know most studied genetic variants and because you know it's also connected to Alzheimer's and you have food you know you have many variants of this ApoE genes genotype and how it is connected to different. So you could have different genotypes like you could have a combination of E2 and E2, E2, E3, E2, E4 and you could have E4, E4 which is you know the Alzheimer's gene. So you have to know uh, the genotype. There are studies which have suggested that this can affect your lipoprotein in response to dietary fat and that a low fat diet can result in beneficial effects on LDS in those expressing an APOE4 genotype, right? You have to know the type of, you know, genotype that you belong to actually find out what risk you have for cardiac disease. Another thing that you should really find out is APOB, which is not tested or particle number and particle size. So, just the LDL, knowing the LDL is not enough. If you don't know what is the size of the LDL or how many particles you have. If you imagine that you have these marbles, you have a fenestrated cloth and, or a tube fenestrated, which can fit, you know, the fenestrations can fit the marble. So you have these marbles and you have basketballs, like go through that. So imagine the basketball, the bigger particle will just bounce off, but the marbles will go through the fenestration. Just like that your blood vessels also have those fenestrations or openings. So these smaller particles which have more amount of cholesterol actually go through the fenestrations and they get deposited in your arteries as plaques and cause blockages. So knowing the type of LDL is also really really important. You should also know the size of your HDL which is also really, really important because they are highly dense and they have high relative protein to lipid content and they are much smaller to the other lipoprotein particles. And HDL actually transports, helps in transport or carries away your bad cholesterol. Another one is VLDL, which is not measured in your regular cholesterol test, which is also very very important because it's very low density so it has more amount of cholesterol particles than even your LDL. So LDL may not be the only thing that is important to know especially when you're you know categorizing or you're trying to find out cardiac risk it's really important to know. The biomarkers like which are checked like the LDL which is checked is it measures the sum of cholesterol carried by all LDL particles and it's also other things that you should know like LP little a. So, when you have LP little a particles which are not measured in your regular test which is very atherogenic, it's an LDL particle which gets oxidized which gets another lipoprotein attached to it and it becomes even more atherogenic. The high density or the good cholesterol, you know, particle is mostly protective and some of them may be dysfunctional, okay. The non-high-density lipoprotein cholesterol is derived by subtracting HDLC from the total cholesterol and this actually tells you that all the types of cholesterol like VLDL, IDL and LDL particle, but nobody's, you know, kind of focuses on them. Furthermore, there are other biomarkers from advanced testing which is the APO-B100, which is very, very important because that ApoB biomarker measures the total sum of ApoB 100 proteins. And a single ApoB 100 protein is uh, present on each of these VLDL, IDL and LDL particle. And it is a measurement of how many, uh, you know, a measurement of the number of these atherogenic particles. And in many individuals, the ApoB levels in the non-HDL cholesterol are equally predictive risk. So, knowing your ApoB number is important, which is not done. It's an advanced test, but it's very cheap to know. And ApoB levels could be more predictive than your, for cardiovascular risk than your just looking at the LDL or triglycerides. Another one is ApoA1, which is another biomarker you know, which measures, the so every HDL or good cholesterol has one APO marker and it is not an independent marker of cardiovascular risk and it's not superior to HDLC, okay. But Apo B and Apo A1 ratio is very very predictive. Now, what is this particle number and particle size? It's just simply a measure of quantity of LDL particles that is circulating in your bloodstream. Okay, and you can it's a very simple test that is done by most you know big labs, and you can find out your particle number and particle size. You can also find out the particle number and particle size of the HDL, so it will tell you if you have big. HDL particles which are more protective. Another one is the VLDL biomarkers are not commonly reported but they are very important because they have higher amount of triglycerides you know and you can get it in the advanced lipid profile. Another particle which is not measured is oxidized LDL which are very so you have an oxygen molecule which gets attached to the bad cholesterol they are strongly atherogenic or produce inflammation in your arteries and they are readily you know taken over by cells like macrophages and when you have a lot of oxidized LDL it increases your risk of you know heart disease and strokes and other things so if you're looking for a comprehensive evaluation of your cholesterol you have to know these tests So, you can suggest it to your provider so that he or she, if you're going to a conventional doctor because they are easily available and can be easily tested. But they may not all be covered if you're trying to get insurance coverage because insurance doesn't cover many things which could be, you know, really beneficial for health. But if you're really finding out, if you're just getting treated with statin based on your cholesterol numbers and your LDL number, it may not be really accurate. You have to know the other markers like APOB, VLDL, the LDL particle number and particle size, the HDL particle number and particle size. You should know the oxidized LDL number. You should know, so it's called an advanced lipid profile or NMR, lipoprotein fractionation. So that will give you a lot of, uh, you know, knowledge about your cholesterol. And you can make an informed decision whether you want to be on a statin drug or you can do it with diet and exercise. But there are some genetic, uh, you know, abnormalities or genetic mutations which could increase your cholesterol. And for that, you might really need to be on cholesterol medication. So in our practice, it is a routine to get this advanced lipid profile. So, and we are sometimes really surprised to see people with normal cholesterol have high number of particles and they have the smaller inflammatory LDL particles, which are not the best for health. So that's all I have for you today. I'll talk to you again next week with another topic. Send your questions to drmini at anchorwellnesscenter.com and share this with your friends and family who might also benefit from listening to this information. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Bye.